previously on the rolls we made. Um, what I would like to do, do let's do some street magic. I want to go do some street magic for for some money from the kids. You want to do street magic? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird because real magic exists. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is way more like quaint. Some kind of being grants warlocks their power. Her uh, being that's granting her power is a pony that can talk. Yes. I have the one token friend because I don't like anybody. No, but did you uh, did you give your friend a name? I'm gonna name him um. Fizzle. You know, just playing around on the old loot, and then my cat bursts into flames. <laughs> your mom sees it and it's like, we're going to get you lessons. Who was your tutor? He was all, I'd say like a deadhead, no. whatever the, a fantasy deadhead. <laughs> Doan made a, a few of these. They record clips and videos and things. Yeah, I want to I want to take it Can and I let's look at it. Doan is also erupted in that purple black flame. The only thing that the pin doesn't actually show, other than the proof that you guys didn't do anything, is that it does not show Gil in any way. <laughs> okay, so for for this for this uh, so hi everybody, welcome to Patch Day. Yeah. It's Patch Day. <laughs> yeah. For those of you uh, who are interested in the continuing adventures of uh, Ren, Emma, sorry, I get that so confused. I am Ren, though. Ren, Ren and I am Emma. Rema. 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 There you go. Um, Ooh, that new Dan, Dan Yalt and Hemlef Browns. I like Je Jemlock. <laughs> Jemlock I like would have been cool. I'm going to go uh, Salel, if you don't mind. We reject all of your nicknames. Thank you. Uh, no, like but, but this this week there's going to be some story stuff. Okay. And just, so we're, like just so we're clear, <laughs> for today's episode, we're not really playing 5th edition D&D. We're, we're playing a, a pretty much a little Calvin Ball version of Powered by the Apocalypse. Are we supposed to know what Calvin Ball is a reference to? What? Calvin and Hobbes. Where you, you just make up a game on the spot, and this is just this is just because like everyone. So here's here's why this is happening is because I don't have your character sheets ready yet. You fuck face. I don't have a printer, and I did all my printing at work. And uh, for those of you who don't know, there is a uh, there's a Backstreet Boys reunion tour happening all around the world right now, oh. and everyone's worried about it. Um, so I can't go into uh, to print stuff. So there's still tickets. Uh, well, that's the thing. A lot of people have tickets and don't know it. Really? Oh, yeah. Shit. When do we find out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to five, to, uh, five to fourteen days after you encounter them, oh, they'll find oh. out they scalped you tickets <laughs> secretly. I just, I totally lifted that from an episode of Game Grumps, and I don't feel bad. Last time on the rolls we made, you guys conclude. We didn't. We kind of concluded really quickly. With you all sort of seeing the 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 scene of 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 Doan's demise as it was encased in the little brooch pin that that Gil owned, yeah. And the last thing we see is just like right. the mystical video yeah. footage of you guys definitely not doing it, yeah. But also <laughs> no footage of who actually did it. And I asked you guys to think about this. Mm. What do you tell oh. Sheriff Klein? Okay. Do you tell him that Gil did it, or do you tell him that you don't know who did it? And this is one of those things like it like, changes the world. Uh huh. Okay. This is a big choice. Uh, okay. This is a big old choice. I feel like we're gonna need Gil later. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I feel like also he probably wasn't a thousand percent like aware of what's happening because he seems like he was at least a friend well, of Doan's at can, some point. Can we confirm that he was possessed? 
or something, not in control of what was going. I mean, he was, right? Because he woke up and he was like, whoa. My party. My party. What happened, man? Later, before you before you go and tell Sheriff uh, Klein, um, the three of you, I will guess, will be walking home from school. And you see Naylor and you see Gil and they're walking up to you. And Naylor still is sporting her short hair because she's, she, you know. It's a good look. You fucked her up real good. And me? she's on the mat. No, you guys. No, all the three like, of you. I'm also the one who freaking <laughs> I was that one, she had the power of God at her disposal. This. I got the shit beat out of me at the <laughs> oh, like, I better be going into second arch with fucking scars. I won't. Yeah, you are. We're going to deal with I believe, Like, no, um, I think I did bad. So they're definitely not intimidating anymore because of how badly you fucked them up. Can the I just yeah. say for the record that I'm not walking with these two? That's sure, you're probably walking at, you're probably walking ahead as you are wont to do. Yes. But uh but genuine is walking with them like, God, it's great to have friends, huh? <laughs> Man, it's so nice to talk to people as you walk home. Every couple minutes I'm just uh, like Huh? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> and hey, all we shut the fuck up. All we see is her yelling, "Shut the fuck up!" To nothing because <laughs> we're we all can't. like, "I'm glad we decided to walk back here." Yeah, just like, like it was our. Um, we just like let her keep going ahead. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good. They are not wearing their their red attire, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, it's been a few days since the party. You have not seen anyone doing that anymore, actually. Oh. Do kids at school know what happened that we were so, just, like So on that subject, some of them do. A lot of the story is is now passing through like got the it's getting into that goss stage. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Where yeah. someone's brewing the tea. Dance and season's coming brewing. up. And a lot and a lot of the things are like not everyone knew who you guys are. They do now. So, no, well, they don't. All they <laughs> hell, know. Hell yeah, Jonesy. All they know is that this fight broke out between the toughest of the Reds, mm -hmm. which is Naylor, and these three like rando party catalysts Rando. dressed in glitter. Party catalysts. Oh, they, um, they think that we're just the party catalysts? Yeah, they just think that you're three random people who worked for uh, Clo. No, they don't know we're fellas. DJ Clobar, because he breaks his party open. Uh, oh, yeah. And as far as they're, they're concerned, like, okay, so you're telling me that, like, the tough gang got the shit beat out of them by three people whose job it is to pass out drinks and the dance? The party started. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, the party starters. <laughs> Which we did. If you go back, we, <laughs> that party. we did. We started yeah. good. We also ended the fuck out of it. You really did. I'm just glad I, I finally had one of those pretty moments where I could cut off a DJ. It was <laughs> true. true. Like, hey, Mr. Like, hey, DJ, turn the, the record, record off. Off. Mm -hmm. off. Like, actually. I don't need that record anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to have a pleasant conversation with my baby. <laughs> How do you know that much of a Madonna song? You he knows that much of every yes, song. Like <laughs> I know the I know the hooks. Random pieces of information just come I'm flying a around. I'm, they call me the music catfish because I know the hooks, baby. Oh, oh my god. god. Can we go? Can you edit yourself out of this episode? We no, walk faster. As a down matter of fact, that's that's making it in. The Naylor and Gill are just they seem to be having a very like quiet conversation, but then they see the the three of you. And uh, Gil waves you over. <laughs> <laughs> no. So listen, uh, I know you guys. Uh, you guys got me dead to rights, according according to to Naylor oh, you here. Gonna be dead to rights. Uh, -huh. uh and I just I just want to say. Yeah, play my song. 
Are, are you going to play a sad song? Oh, I'm just getting ready. Are you getting, <laughs> in, in case stuff pops just, off? Yeah. Okay. Well, my harmonica this is slowly. as a warning. It's like yeah. exactly. when a, when a, sh- a sh- uh, gunslinger mm-hmm. puts his hand. Uh-huh. That's oh, for right. sure. Yeah. Pull out okay. that loot. Oh, in, in real life, Emma picked up her loot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her $11 child's loot yeah. from Amazon. It was very menacing. Um, he goes, um, I... Uh, I was informed what's been going down uh, by the last the last couple weeks uh, when uh, when I had my uh, I guess we'll call it a a passenger. I think that's a good term that we can agree on. I had a passenger. Sure. <coughs> uh, but I will say that whatever was in me, like it it didn't it didn't come from nowhere, and. Uh, you don't fucking say. I don't know. And also, I didn't know you were smart. Uh, <laughs> man, salt's mean. Oh. To me, the, the dungeon master. Um, <laughs> and Gil, Gil goes on to say, um, I was, I wasn't a hundred percent in control, but I was enough in control that I mean, I did want to go after Doan. That is true. Um, Why? Yeah. We had we had a a big falling out a few years back. We used to be uh, we used to be good buds, uh, chilling and such. But uh, you guys obviously saw the 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 dorm where we were staying, right? Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Well, a few years back, uh, a lot of the rules changed about who could stay in the official dorms of Spring Willow and who couldn't, and who could actually go to the school and who couldn't. And unfortunately, oh, yeah, uh, I had a hand in that. <laughs> Did you? A lot of the, uh, well, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the kids who couldn't afford to go anymore. Didn't have anywhere to go at all. They could have gone home. Well, it's funny you say that because, uh, they had no home. There's, there was nowhere for them to go. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I don't see what's the issue. You're really mean. A hero of sorts. <laughs> just no, I'm not, just FYI. I am not supposed to be anything except me. My sense is that like... Um, Salt is like that kind of rich naive where she's like, well, why don't they just eat the cakes their servants bring? Right? Like that's the vibe I get from Salt. It's pretty obvious time. to me. How much you... is a banana? Like $20? <laughs> Shut up, you asshole. Well, I just, I just remember this because I'm thinking back to like the nice dinner party where you were like, when did the when did your servant make this? And, and Ellen's like, I made this. What are you talking like, about? Like, how crazy yeah. rich are you? Make a. I got a four. Okay. Me too. Wait. Oh, roll, oh, roll both. Roll both. Oh, roll both. I got uh, eleven. Oh, perfect. Okay. I got a six. Okay, so um, it's fine. Ren would know this most likely because your your parents work what is effectively for the local government. Yeah. Because they work for the DMV. Uh, Spring Willow is on the border of, as I said, it's the spider stretch woods. There's this big, large forest there. But north of that is another country called Celestia. And the Celestian monarchy is very... They like to crusade a lot. (laughs) You know. Uh, You just know this because, like, I mean, when you were younger... 
probably guessing your parents probably took you to like memorials or battle sites because they remember it. Oh yeah. Um, it's like when we go to the missions. And- yeah, yeah, kind oh of. But they, but they would do so they on your day off. Bricks out of Adobe. <laughs> Uh, the program. <laughs> so, uh, Spring Willow being right on the border when uh, Celestia, their most recent like attack happened, maybe before you were really sentient. So maybe you were like three, and Spring Willow had the shit like kicked out of it, like pretty badly, and a lot of people died, and they left a lot of kids behind. Mm. Oh, um, war babies. Yeah, yeah salt, and so you dumb. And so. <laughs> 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 so that's just that's basically like just local history that you would just know just kind know. of yeah okay. um which did is you, sort of which is sort of my narrative which is sort of my narrative way of doing exposition casually well now i, I know i'm a history it. buff yeah. thank you nerd uh so based so girls like um they they changed some of the rules so those kids couldn't just go to spring willow anymore and so rather than kick us onto the street they just said that that dorm was ours whatever that means yeah and uh <laughs> the back of the 7-eleven is yours <laughs> all yours i went i went to doan to ask for any help i know he has uh i know he has connections with uh you know with all the alms for the poor the church and such and and he i mean he tried his best but i think i i think i took a lot out on him for him not being able to get us any help or anything so so it was your fault so you're an asshole yeah so <laughs> here's the thing that's true and that's what i'm telling you you don't really have to rub it in uh, what i'm trying to say here is like if you guys i mean you got to do what you got to do you have the pin I, I reasonably cannot stop you from doing whatever you want with it but uh you could try i'm not gonna <laughs> nail and nailer's holding like the two swords she has it's like yeah he's definitely not I mean, I didn't know what he was trying to do. And once I found out, yeah, we had we had words. <laughs> do what you got to do. I mean, yeah, you I'm guys know where I am. If you have to tell the sheriff where I am, I'm not. Oh, I got <laughs> Will you be here at the picnic you're table? Is that where you're going to be? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack open. I got some tacos from the truck. And I'm going to just <laughs> sit down and enjoy crack it open real a taco. good. Yeah, <laughs> That's oh, how you so eat good. it. You just you take it, break it open. <laughs> okay, now I know we're doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff, but can I just say, why is it that tacos are designed to be eaten with your head vertical where literally every other food is designed for your head to be like left to right? Yeah. Is it easier to That's swallow? That's true. It's like, I, I feel I like... I never thought about that. Our you mouths know, are taco-shaped, though, when yeah. you look at it sideways. And here's the, th- here's the other thing, too. Like, if you turn a taco sideways, everything just sort of like, Blah, 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 falls out of it unless you get a good grip you just gotta seal the so this is how, maybe we should be eating it like i think clamp. you're right i think we're yeah we're supposed to be eating it from the open it. mouth oh, side. no yeah. you're supposed and to rubber band it, it tight yeah that's true you eat it roll it in newspaper <laughs> and then eat it <laughs> you get some scotch tape you close you gotta, it off you got well what you got to do with the taco is you got to kind of you get it and then you kind of roll it and you lick the edges and and seal oh, it yeah, up like yeah. like uh, like a Lucy right like and a, then you <laughs> you pass it around see I love it when he talks about weed when he has never <laughs> smoked weed in his entire life which at this point in like our mid 30s is pretty amazing <laughs> You're never gonna try it, right? No, nah. well not. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already going for the high score. <laughs> high score. Um, hey. the low score. Am I right? Okay. Uh, so that's 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 Gil. That's Gil sort of explaining what's up. So 
Are you going to tell Klein that he did it or not? I've already decided for myself I wouldn't want to. I decided to that I don't want to. Oh, you better fucking believe I'm going to tell him. Okay. But we saw the evidence that just shows we didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's technically speaking two to one. (laughs) Y'all want to fight me? Well, you got to think about it in terms of like, I can't create a world where two decisions happen simultaneously. Why? Just because it's a lot of work. (laughs) Man. So I'm sorry, but your group has, has chosen to not turn okay, in Gil. I'm going to go down the road and sulk. I'll be down there if you need me. Oh, wait, <laughs> okay. You're walking away, and the genuine, genuine goes, No, wait, come back. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Very like Willy Wonka. Wonka. <laughs> she um, just got oh, Just got wonked. Oh. Yeah, we jump cut. Sorry. <laughs> um, you guys are in uh, Lewin's office. It's the three of you, and also uh, Sheriff Klein is there and two deputies. They have now watched the footage. He asked, like, we can't see from this perspective who did this, and you've told them we don't know. I go stand in the corner facing the corner and protest. <laughs> like, like Blair Witch. Yes, she like does, Blair Witch in the Just like she does that. Uh, they're all we know. Everything <laughs> that Danielle does is entirely in character. Uh-huh. So. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me that... This is Klein talking. I don't remember his voice, but it's probably this. Uh, so you're telling me that the three of you were attacked by something that you could clearly see, but you just don't know. I mean, we got knocked TF out. Yeah. So you can't expect us to remember. There was quite a, a bit of crazy happening that night. Did and- you watch? Did you see those dogs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw the dogs. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that those the dogs were fierce. Got... <laughs> those were fierce dogs. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the dogs. So uh, Klein gets up and he picks up the pin, and he goes, uh, "Well, uh, great." And he haphazardly tosses the pin, which Lewin kind of catches quickly, and Lewin's like, well, "What does this mean, Klein?" And uh, Klein goes, "I guess the three of you didn't do anything wrong then." <laughs> Could you well, say it a bit geez. nicer? <laughs> <laughs> We're also still teenagers. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you in the corner. What did you say? I'm pretty sure the three of you are hiding something. Your dick. And I'm going <laughs> to... I don't know. What? <laughs> you got to think through your burns. No. And in fact, Lewitt says that, like, you really got to think... If you want to jam out, you got to think about what you're going to play for. Your dick. That's rule number one. Wait, so Lewin's there too? Okay. Yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're not just doing jazz. Your dick too. Okay, well... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Client goes uh, I know you three are hiding something And I'm going to find out what it is And then he gets up He walks out of the room And if this was Fallout 4 in the corner It said Sheriff Klein would remember this (laughs) Oh Oh, I can straight up suck my dick Yeah seriously That's pretty cool You guys have chosen not to turn in Gil, which will affect things later. So here's, I'm going to let you guys choose what happens next. We can either go through your character advancements or I can get you guys some magic items. We can't do both? You're going to do both. Oh, cool. Let's just, just do the advancements first. Okay. Yes. Um, so who wants to do theirs first? Let's just go counterclockwise. Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you want to know the layout of the room. Okay. Counterclockwise. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you know. So, I'm like, um, wait a sec. I always feel like this is a quiz. Plus Ren, speech, you, I remember. you get home. Yeah. And what do you do when, as soon as you get home? 
I take off my backpack and my loot, set it down. Okay. Big now, stretch. When you set your stuff down, you see by the door of your house is um, your parents' shoes. They take off their shoes in the house because they, they were not raised in a barn. Yeah. And um, <laughs> my parents are so great. <laughs> also, there is a very large pair of leather foot wraps. That look worn out oh. and kind of psychedelic. I know who this fuck is. <laughs> I know who's and, here. Is it Buddha? And you, and once you see that, uh, you run excitedly into the kitchen. Yeah, I you run excitedly into the kitchen, and there is, are your parents speaking to your bardic teacher. Yeah, yeah, um, the old deadhead. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good He's Lord. a big dwarf guy with a huge beard. Oh yeah, and these these big old like Elton John glasses, yeah. that are pink. Oh, no, and yeah. like, and and he, his name is Dwen Songhart. You've always just called him Waterfall. <laughs> All right. He only goes by Waterfall. Waterfall. Ren! And he he goes up to you. And he only goes up to like your waist, but he gives you like a big old, big old bear hug. Okay. Your parents are like, oh hey, honey, good to see you back. Yeah, dear. Um here's the thing. Um after your little incident with the uh the, the dogs. The dog. I know. Did I tell you about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot, dear. <laughs> we decided that maybe it would be uh, be smart if you uh, beefed up the old strings. You know what I'm saying? So beefed up the old strings. strings. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't throw it down. Uh, we don't sharpen we don't, the sharpen the uh, old digits. We don't play music and waterfalls. Like I know you don't, but it's cool because I do, and so does Ren here. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you guys just riff for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we start so, now? Yeah, your uh, your moms and your pops told me that maybe you needed a little uh, beefing up in the old uh, string department. In other words, learn some more bard stuff. Yeah. That's why I'm around. <laughs> I took some time out for my spirit journey to drop by, <laughs> of which I've been traveling quite a while. Yeah. Now, tell you what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to lay down for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> One song. During that time, <laughs> I want you to go out into the backyard and maybe, uh, you know, bring a, uh, do you got like a sword or something? Oh, yeah. I have this rapier right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bring that. Okay. And uh, and that, that should be good. So then um, Waterfall. I love it. True to his word, <laughs> lies down like for 40 on the kitchen table. Yes. For like 45, four 45 minutes, like yeah. to a T. Good job. And it's really awkward because because uh, your dad is, is trying I to eat. he's trying to cook around <laughs> sleeping waterfall. <laughs> but um, he's so nice, he doesn't even say. Anything. No, he's very polite. Yeah. And uh, and and your mom I seriously is just thought like when you said lay down, I thought you meant like, like on the ground. No, I no, thought like, you meant like, like lay, 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 oh, lay, oh, lay down dang, a sick track. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not what waterfall is up to tonight. <laughs> you you go into the backyard. There's like a little there's a there's like a little open space in the backyard for you to if you wanted to exercise or practice and stuff because your parents just have like a backyard. Yeah. Um I imagine there's a whatever the fantasy equivalent of a hot tub would be back there Always. as well. Like a hot spring? Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. I guess so. A little hot spring. I like yeah. a hot spring. I like that. Yeah. So you're back there and out comes waterfall. Yeah. And he says, 
Where where am I? What? Hey. I woke up on that table. Hi, Ren. Hey. How was your nap? It was transcendent. Really? As most naps are oh, yeah. when you're on mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> Wait, let's, what? Let's do this. <laughs> on the side of your house is like a little footpath. Like if you need to bring something from the front to the back. Waterfall walks over there and he pulls back this wagon. And it's... It's about his size. Like, it's a pretty big wagon, but he lifts it pretty... He's a big, big burly dwarf. Yeah, man. he's a so he's, he can So he can pull it. Yeah. He, he's stout even by dwarf standards. He's got like he's a big forearm. He's a big boy. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um, he, he brings it over and he says, Now, here's the thing, Rand. From what I understand, you've been getting a little uh, rough and tumble, say, more than the typical... Uh, well, yeah, song would allow. But I was only just trying to make people laugh. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm right and there with you. It wasn't working. No, my <laughs> dude, I get it. It's here's the thing. And he reaches in to his cart and he pulls out a gun. <laughs> you got to use this. <laughs> Close. He pulls out a scimitar. Ooh. Um a kind of a worn-looking blade. It's, okay. You know, I'm like, all... <laughs> he tosses it at you, and I want you to roll your D6s and tell me what you got. Nine. You catch it in your left hand, and it feels really awkward. Like, it sounds odd, but, like, you've never really thought to hold a weapon in your left hand yeah. because that's the hand you play, like... You're normally on the frets with that hand, yeah, so it, yeah. it feels like dexterous, but not as dexterous as it could be. So when you catch this, it kind of feels awkward. And then he reaches down and he pulls out two more scimitars. And these ones look like rusted and a little bit old. Oh. And he walks over to you and he goes, uh, all right, Ren, here's what I want you to do. I want you to try and hit me with either the rapier or the scimitar. Either or? Either or. All right. So I want you to roll your you roll your dice and see if you can hit waterfall. <laughs> Five. Perfect. No, that's what I wanted to have happen. Okay, good. Yeah. So <laughs> you zero. you move in you move in to strike waterfall. Uh, just kind of with your um <laughs> with your rapier because that's what you're used that's to. That's what I'm strongest with, yeah. And when you go in, he carries you straight down and you've been putting so much weight behind it that you pretty much just flip over on your back. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he just flips you. And this is also very shocking because you've never just being a bard, like, you know, waterfall taught you some stuff. Sometimes the dude at the club doesn't want to pay you for your stuff. You got to, you got to regulate. <laughs> you Regulators regulate. mount up. Nope. <laughs> know your worth. Uh, and he, he basically is such good. Positive <laughs> I know. So he, he taught you just like, cause he's a, he's been a musician. Like he's traveled around a bit. So he's, he's taught you some stuff, but you've never seen him move this quickly before. And you've certainly never seen him like, fuck you up this badly yeah and so you're on the ground for a second and he's like try again <laughs> uh, uh, okay so you get up get up and uh, uh try again shoulders off right uh 11 oh damn oh perfect <laughs> so we'll, we'll make a wish so you go so you go in again to try to strike <laughs> this time um you use you use the rapier and then you also use the scimitar um Double and you yeah. you miss you don't hit him and it still feels really awkward 
And that happens for a couple of seconds. Not a couple of seconds, like a couple of tries. Um, you don't ever get fucked up as badly, but as you just don't hit them. And then, yeah. and then you have this like nagging feeling the swords are in the wrong hand. You don't know why you think that. And you switch hands and it suddenly feels much more comfortable. <laughs> I've always known this is my scimitar hand. Yes. <laughs> and I don't like how I'm doing it with my yeah, hands. Yeah, it's like, fun, right? <laughs> and so you go in and you try to strike him again. And this time you lead with a scimitar. And Flash. he blocks it. He's dead. But he's not ready for the, the rapier because it's much more awkward to block that. Got yeah. It. And you're able to get him like in the arm. <gasps> Do I like? I don't actually. No, no, no. Skewer. Right. He's. We've got like a. He's. Well, he's. Hit. He's a tough. He's a tough boy. Like yeah. so, you hit him. It doesn't like hurt him, but he's like, whoa, nice. Right. It's like that a was musician a good one. has calluses yeah. on his fingers. He's got calluses all over his it's body. Just a callus. He's a walking callus. <laughs> now look. In the best way. Still <laughs> a walking callus in the best. You got. You got. You got the magic in you. By the magic, <laughs> I mean the song in your heart. Yeah. But sometimes you need a song. In these bad boys, yeah, catch these hands. You, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can. I mean, like, like. There's no sweeter music than that sweet chin music. You know what I'm saying? Ring someone's bell. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many more music fighting metaphors I can think of. More And so, for the next like, for the next week, you I'm and you and Waterfall just practice every day after school. Do we have fun too? You have fun. It's Aww. really great. Like, like such a every night's dude. like a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Which is what's what's really weird is like your dad is not barbecuing, but whatever he gives waterfall, waterfall takes out and sets on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then cooks other food on that. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Does he, and then I gotta go be careful because that's how I caught my cat on fire. He's like, don't even worry. I I figured I this one it. out. Watch. And he pulls out his loot, which is a flying V loot, yes. as we established, and he plays it with his teeth. Yes. <laughs> and the fire bursts up, and then somewhere you hear your cat yell in pain and run. <laughs> um Waterfall, I wanna be just like you. Yep. <laughs> but now, uh Ren, you have chosen your college, which is the college yeah. of swords. Yeah. Sword College. Sword College. Sword College. So you. You, you told me that you're going to be doing dual wielding. Yep. Two weapon fighting. So you fight with a second. You have a second weapon. Um, and the way that second weapon works is it has to be a light weapon, like a scimitar or a rapier or a dagger. Um, and every time you attack, you can attack with your offhand weapon as normal, as if you were just rolling two attacks. Okay. Um, you don't cool. get to take what's called a bonus action. On your turn, awesome. Um, you also gain proficiency with medium armor, mm. and <laughs> and your weapons now act as a spell casting focus. So for the purposes of a bard spell, your swords are an instrument. Cool. So no, clank, clank, clank. Can I still just <laughs> you have, no. You still have your loot. Oh, good. good. But if Oof, you don't you. have your loot, as long as you have a sword, it you can cast spells. Same. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I air guitar yeah. off my sword. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. So now you're now you're a much more a much more fighty character. Oh, good. In addition to that, Waterfall teaches you some some trick moves, which are called blade flourishes. Yeah. At the end of an attack, you give up one of your, your bardic inspiration dice. Okay. And you can choose to either do extra damage to a target that you're trying to attack, and then also you add that amount to your AC for your next turn. Mm -hmm. 
as a defensive flourish. You do a slashing flourish, which is where you roll your bardic inspiration. You do extra damage to your target and also to another target nearby. AoEs. I'm all Um, AoEs. And then you have mobile flourish, which you, you do extra damage, and then you can push that target that you just hit five feet away plus social distancing <laughs> plus plus whatever you rolled so like you hit somebody and they move five feet and if you roll the six they're gonna go 11 feet you basically oh, just oh, send wow. it one. Nice. nice and that's what waterfall teaches you for like a week or two as He's you guys such a training teacher <laughs> so yeah now so next week you'll have your your character sheet with college of sword stuff on. Nice. Cool. awesome you guys are uh, great it's so let's s- quit school and just salt yeah salt yes. you are next so you picked pact of the tome i fucking did okay here's here's this scene so your best friend in school is fizzle mm-hmm. we didn't get too much of fizzle <laughs> uh, very little fizzle. fizzle fizzle's been real quiet fizzle is more of an accessory i don't really know too much about so fizzle. i don't have to sit by myself yeah. but i don't really talk to yeah, did i did i even write any notes on fizzle oh my god i did not there well no we're gonna write those fizzle. now <laughs> Salt's friend. Okay. She gets like a second familiar. Yeah. No, no, this, well, we're, I'm going to go into how this is going to work. So um, you invite Fizzle over to hang out with you because I, I think it's because you haven't seen them in a while and you either want to be nice or you feel like you have to water that, that plant in order to get its fruit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so, you in, so you invite, <laughs> Shut up. you invite Fizzle over to your absurdly opulent home. Yes. What do you guys do when you get there? What's on the docket for you've invited Fizzle over? Right. So <laughs> the most awkward time for Fizzle ever. <laughs> I imagine there's a part where you guys are eating like like what are those those things like the crackers that you dip in the cheese? Dunkaroos? Oh no, 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 no. Whoops. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're yeah. like it's like, like a little stick you spread the yeah. cheese on it. Yeah, handy imagine snacks. there's a part it's handy snacks. Like yeah, yeah, you're having some handy snacks, but across from each other in this enormous dining room with an incredibly long table. And you guys are just at opposite ends eating eating your handy snacks. Well, I mean, but first, like first when we walk through the doors, I just drop all my shit and I like run upstairs and I forget the fizzles there. And then fizzles like, cool. I got, I got all this. So like, I got all this. And then, and then a few seconds later, Fizzle comes in with your bags and stuff and sets them down. That's not your job. What? That's not your job. Yes, madam. Yes, uh, I am the one who handles the book bags. Hand a snack. Bring us some snacks. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Handy snack. (laughs) Puts the book bags in the book bag wing of the house and goes to the kitchen and and picks you up some some handy snacks, comes back and gives them to you. I feel like Fizzle's like that person who comes over and is so afraid to like use your bathroom. Yeah. And is like afraid to ask for water. (laughs) What do you and Fizzle do um, while you're eating your handy snacks? Um, <laughs> well, so I, <laughs> I tell Fizzle all about these motherfuckers and how I was trying to turn You in. dish that goss? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my I've been God. wrong? All right. I have been Fizzle wrong? will remember this. Bra- Fizzle remembers Bra- this. Break me off a piece of that goss. What do you say about Ren? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what do you say about Ren? I gotta know. Well, I mean, I'm gonna say the thing first and then I'm gonna explain it. This is what I wanted. <laughs> this is what I want. It's that hot goss. <laughs> dish that goss. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so one of them name is like chicken or something like a bird. I don't know something like that. And she's oh God, duh. she's just fucking playing this guitar all the fucking time. Like it's so great that she has a skill. Who does who does she think she is? She thinks she's a big shit. Yeah, she does sound. <laughs> sounds like she thinks she's big shit. I imagine Fizzle's like painting <laughs> your nails like, while this is happening. <laughs> yeah, he's like that he's weird, like just, just trying to be as polite as possible. I bet she really likes being over here. I bet she's. I bet she's a big shit. Yeah, but she's uh, just awesome. Now, what? A, what? You know, I hate. I hate people who just like show off for oh, no reason. God, right, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> but the reason uh, I say that is because I'm wildly jealous. Of her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I mean, I know. Like, oh like. Just so <laughs> mad. It was, the, it was the meatloaf, right? My mom's meatloaf. It was the meatloaf. I mean, you're like cool. <laughs> you like play an instrument and people like you. Like what the fuck? <laughs> who is this? Yeah, who is uh, who? Who is she? Uh, I've been playing jazz saxophone for 18 years and no nobody one likes gives me. a shit. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that actually at that part, Salt pulls out like a jazz saxophone, does a little starts playing it, and then and then well, but poorly, and, and Fizzles like. Yeah, it's like a dulcet harp. It doesn't hurt. Where you're not like you're not <laughs> the sounds not coming from the sax. It's just then, making the noises. And then book, book bag walks in and is like, "Oh, master, you may need these." And hands her like hands him some cotton to put in his ears. So. Um, what's the what's the hot goss with hemlock? <laughs> I gotta know that as well. Okay, so and then there's this other one tree of some kind <laughs> <laughs> bird and tree they really get along i bet they just fucking love each other they just get along like yeah pebbles i don't what do people <laughs> i don't understand what look what salt I'm, is like an incredibly rich space alien like <laughs> 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 get along like <laughs> you know you ever heard that when you just get along like that, that? sounds like something my grandma would say from the south <laughs> they get along like pebbles yeah. kissing cousins get along like pebbles <laughs> uh, okay. uh, uh, so yeah they just so buddy buddy like they just think they're great they're always hanging out and talking and just Having fun, being all buddy buddy, what, and, and they're not Meanwhile, talking. And they're not, not ta talking to me. They're not talking to you. I'm in the same you room, six feet ahead of us. <laughs> wow, un oh, un unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. They wouldn't want to talk to you, Saul. I can't. I, 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 I can't. I can't I even. I can't. I don't want to even. I even. I tried to tell them about my book I was writing, my screenplay, and they. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know. I want you to know. The moment you say screenplay, <laughs> Fizzle's eyes light the fuck up. Oh no! Like, no, Fizzle, don't, don't. Screenplay. <laughs> yeah, Fizzle. Uh, you want to hear it. about don't it? Right. Don't, don't take don't the bait. Go and do it. It's about these two assholes oh. who think they're so great, and this one really great person, and they just ignore Wait, that person. I yeah, feel like yeah, you're... yeah, really great person. Right? I got right? it. Perfect. Right? Are you yeah. the Tommy Wiseau of this universe? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this one, the tree, who's like a homeless tree. <laughs> Cutting deep. Wow. The homeless tree. <laughs> and he just, I don't, I don't fucking, he just, he's just 
like around and like nice. And it's I, what's I he up to? Yeah, I don't like trust what is him. he planning? I don't trust him. What I is he planning? He's coming for me. What? Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, he's trying. He yeah. girl. Yeah. He is trying to I, destroy he's you. To get in here. He is trying yeah. to take you down. I know. Oh my! I cannot believe God. that. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this 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 season of Big Brother is bonkers. <laughs> so you're having fun dishing the goss and getting your nails painted by fizzle fucking sassy little fizzle i love egg egg yeah. I bet what's he planning <laughs> i know what's he up to and then and then uh and while that's happening genuine who has been actually like not around today he finally shows up again mm. and he's sitting on your on your desk and he uh, very uncharacteristically goes like he holds up his finger to his well he holds up his talon to, to his, his horse-like face. To his horse As is claws. to indicate, don't say anything. Right, 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 right. And he goes, um, tell Fizzle, you need to step out for a second. Trust me, he'll buy it. He'll buy it. <laughs> Fizzle, I need to step out for a minute. And the moment you say that, Fizzle goes, okay. And then just freezes. Doesn't move at all. <laughs> just because like a... Almost like you, you cast something on Right, it. right. Like Just doesn't move at all. Okay, and then well. uh, Genuine says, come with me. And he pops down and he walks through the door. <laughs> Does a little like frog then, dance with a cane. And before, and before you have a chance to decide, he pops his head back through the door and he goes, trust me, this is going to be awesome. And he goes again. <laughs> I don't trust you, but this better be fucking awesome. I swear to God, you have been nothing but a pain in my ass. <laughs> what you think you're doing messing with me being Genuine a... Genuine pops his head back in and he's like, you can't dish the goss to me. So you follow Genuine out and I don't know if you try to like talk to him or ask him where you're going, but he doesn't respond to you. Mm. And as you're following him, you recognize that where, you, where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, you're walking out of your house, you walk through your backyard and you walk into the spider stretch woods. Oh yeah. Um, and you end up back at the clearing with the tree. Yeah. My friends, my friends are here. The ghosts. <laughs> so <laughs> my ghost friends. My ghost friends are here. See, that should be your screenplay. When you get to when you get to the this this clearing, Genuine is is uh sitting on on a tree stump that's also in this clearing. So I've had a, I've had a little conversation with our, uh, well, our mutual acquaintance, and uh, the devil. <laughs> make, roll your dice. Okay. Yes. And <laughs> please let it be. Is it the devil? Bezel bub appears. Six. <gasps> That's the devilish. Okay, number. six, and because uh, your, uh, well, yeah. the, your mind was two, so it's eight. So, what you know about your mutual acquaintance. So I don't know. We didn't establish this too much, but I, I basically it's like, you know, your powers come from genuine mm -hmm. genuine's powers come from somewhere else. Right. And the being that gives genuine powers to give you, he just calls our mutual acquaintance. Mm. And you don't know much about this being other than for some reason, it wants you to have powers. Doesn't everybody? Really cool. Uh, <laughs> and in order to accomplish that, well, it asked me to bring you something. And Genuine reaches down um, and picks up 
a leather bound book and he tosses it at you. It hits me right in the face. Well, <laughs> it would, but when he tosses it, it gets stuck in midair and it's just kind of levitating. Thank Christ. Jesus Christ. I yeah. I want you to know I really fucked up my role trying to hit you with this. Thing, so <laughs> how it goes. Um, and so in front of you is what in the game terms is called the Grimoire of Shadows, yeah. but it's a book that basically your patron wants you to have. What do you want to do? Okay. Uh, I want to read this baby. I mean, okay. at least just open it up. Okay. Um, make a roll. Okie dokie. Make a make roll. Make a roll. Make a roll. Eight. Okay. So that's a 10. Wait. Um, is that, I don't know what the dot means. That's, a, well, you, the thing is, like, a six sided dice can't go up to nine. So. <laughs> 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 One, two, three, four, five, okay, nine. I almost made that mistake. I had to like stare at it for like ten <laughs> seconds straight. I'm like, I know that this. Guy... What is it trying to prove to me? <laughs> what does he want to say? Um. <laughs> the moment you touch the book, you just feel stronger. Man, knowledge is power. Yeah, yeah you know, sure I think the real magic can be found down at your local library. Okay? You are I so. Think we're all right. correct in that. Um, no, as you pick up this book, you feel like you know how it feels when you cast your spells, like you're infused with this eldritch power. And touching this book, you're just like, holy shit, there's a lot in here. <laughs> this um, is my first heroine. But when you flip, when you flip through the book, um, what, what's one of the cantrips you picked? Um, mage hand. Okay. Um, so as you're flipping through the book, it's, it's written in a language that you don't know. And also like, you're not even sure where to begin trying to understand it. Like it's, it, the character, like the, the letters, if they are letters are not familiar to you. Um, but you can kind of tell that what you're looking at is, is a diary of some sort. Mm. And, mm. and as you're, <laughs> as you're flipping through it, you, you start like you you start to pick up like oh that I think I know what that means I think I know what this phrase means oh in the top left on a lot of these pages I'm guessing it's a date which is why mm. it's so standard and then you get to uh, an entry that is is very like you can sort of pick out the grammar from it and what it's trying to say and it's basically like whoever wrote this was basically writing that they they needed to get something and uh, according to the words in the book they forced it to lift and come to them hell yeah and when you have that thought in your mind a mage hand appears in front of you this spectral oh. hand wow. just appears in front it's of like you like and words. and it's the moment that you're able to understand that phrase you figured out like oh wow mm -hmm. i can that's i can do that spell now cool um, there's a couple other entries that you're able to figure out right now. I don't know what they are cause they're your cantrips, but we'll say, we'll save that for later. <laughs> cause I don't want to have to vamp more, uh, more of the entries. So for those of you who are listening to in 5e world, salt now has the grimoire of shadows, which is a magic book that contains spells yeah. granting you access to three cantrips from any class. Yeah. You cannot lose your book of shadows for any reason. 
these cantrips also don't count against your the number of cantrips you know. These are just three extra like spells you can cast for free whenever you want. Sweet. Um, which are absurdly powerful. <laughs> um, and also like there's lore stuff in there, but whatever. <laughs> So yeah, that's your scene. You are now a Pact of the Tome warlock. I'm now all powerful. Now, yeah. now Hemlock. Tree. I want you to know, I'm very proud of what I thought of. I thought I gave you a good... You did. Uh-oh. You did. And I remixed Uh-oh. it slightly. Okay. Um, so Hemlock, you ch- uh, chose the path of the Arcane Trickster. Yeah. Arcane Tricksters are rogues that can do magic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I already was, <laughs> first of all. So... Here's how this goes down. You are at the farmer's market. As I usually am. And you've been doing your little street magic. Gotta get some some ducats. Trying to get those trying to get that cash. Trying I to get love that money. How you do street magic. I know. It's so in great. a world where magic is <laughs> real. real. Well, yeah, someone's pulling still doing which, card monster. Which four different people <laughs> walk up to you and you do like what's a trick that you would want to do? Um, find the ball under the cup. Yeah, I would do. Exactly. I would do the. I mean, the find the ball under the cup is more like I'm trying to steal their money. I would do something that's like, that's like, what I like card tricks. You. I think would be good. <laughs> okay. And also, um, I could totally see you doing little card tricks. Yeah, little yeah. card tricks. Is and this your card? That right. kind of thing? things yeah, yeah, the yeah. kids like. You know, yeah, yeah. Like a coin behind the ear, and Aww. now it's one ball. Now it's two balls. Yeah, now it's and three balls. Now it's one again. And like it would be making an object disappear and then having it like pop up, and I'm like doing a little bit of sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, like an actual like a hedge wizard is watching what you're doing. Like, <laughs> what a hedge wizard? <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically uh like a like this like kind of scrappy looking like this wizard's a traveler. Oh, okay. like a Gandalf. Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, no, more more like a more like, like a, a truck driver of a wizard. Like yeah. this, this just adventures. Right. He's on the road rolling. He sees you. He sees you doing your spells, and he's like. That's really what you got. That's really those are your magics. I'm a rogue. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and then so so you do a trick in front of a kid. What's what's a trick you do in front of the kid? Uh, in front of the kids. Because he's, uh, he's just watching you. Okay, I got to think of a magic trick. I've never seen magic done live uh, <laughs> myself. Oh. <laughs> I would ask like a kid for. Um, something in their pocket you know or i would ask them like hey what's your favorite color and they'd be like i like the color blue and i'd be okay all uh, right let's let's do that let's do that so um there's a little there's a little girl in the front row okay uh watching your little show and so you ask her what color and she says my favorite color is blue so what do you do uh well i oh god i'm trying to make it not real magic i'm trying to make it fakey i i said okay your favorite color is blue i was like okay well what's your favorite type of flower and then uh, carnation. Okay. And I was just like, well, it just so happens that it looks like someone planted something on your back. And then I go behind her and I like tap her back and I pull out some blue carnations. And, and all the, the kids go, ooh. Yeah, and then this, this hedge wizard points to the ground. <laughs> and this brilliant tapestry of flowers just rises out of the ground instantly. What a fucking diva. And starts rising and giving off this very pleasant, like, perfume-like scent. And then all the kids are like, wow! And they're all happy, and they're like, that was really cool, mister! And then and then the hedgehog goes, yeah, he didn't do that. <laughs> Dude, you're totally ruining my bit here. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe stay in your lane, huh? <laughs> and then he turns around and just walks away. Whoa. Oh, fuck. That's, That's like Bowie coming to a busker and being like, fuck you. <laughs> so um, it's the end of it's the end of that day. <laughs> I've had a rough fucking Hang on. <laughs> hang on. This is cool. Oh. Um, yeah. You're packing up all your stuff. Uh, do you immediately leave the farmer's market when you're done or do you look around? No, I, I feel like because I'm there a lot, like I like to, to socialize. Like okay. I know the other vendors who were there. I like to talk to people. Okay, cool, cool. You go into, there's like an exhibition hall. Okay. Um, and that's where, there. that's where a lot of the, uh, like the local artisans go and show off their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, like there's metallurgists and there's there's people who are making like watches and people who make like really nice dishware like that kind of stuff. People who make those like little ornate dragon statues yeah. out of glass. And one of the people there is Clo. Oh hey, providing and the music. Providing the music. He's providing the music. Yes, but he also has a little booth where he sells homemade um, beeswax candles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a he is a he's an apothecary. Like that was his shop. He's a beekeeper so, too. Yeah. On the side. Um. He's he's got this stuff that he's selling, like magic potions, and he's like, oh hey hey uh, Hamlock, what's uh, what's up, my dude? Hey, Clo, I haven't seen you here before. Oh yeah, you know it's a uh, it's a new gig. I've been I've been uh, yeah, trying to trying to make up for all the uh, all the equipment that got destroyed when that house burned down that you guys didn't. You know what? You know what? <laughs> we did Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. You know, <laughs> bad stuff happens. But you know what I say? Go with the clow. Yeah. Oh. It's water under oh, the clow. That doesn't make sense. No. I'm that sorry, clow. <laughs> it's not a million percent. Water up a clow's back? Yeah. You know, the water <laughs> just beads off a clow's back. You know, as the clow fr- flies, as they say. <laughs> I don't actually know what that expression means. <laughs> it just means a direct line. Well, you cool. you, you have your livelihood. You have, you know, well, you don't have that. You have your health clothes. So well, I d- well, it's funny you say I have my livelihood. <laughs> because, know. you know, here's the thing. You know where the money is? You know where the money is? Clue, if I knew where Hemlock, the money was. You know where the money is? I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I knew where the money was. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. Me neither. Neither of us would be here at the <laughs> farmer's market in the, in the observation That's hall. That's correct. Humor me. So here's the thing. <laughs> Everyone can take a little beeswax and some, some skin mushrooms and a little bit of deep root and whip up a potion that makes your skin turn to stone. Anyone can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what they can't do? They cannot fix up magical equipment. Oh. That's right. And I'm not talking that basic, oh, this is an axe that glows in the dark. No, 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 no. I'm talking that real cool Arcanist stuff. You know, like my console Mm -hmm. that was destroyed? Oh, that one. (laughs) Over it. Check this out. (laughs) He's squeezing a stress ball super hard right now. (laughs) It bursts. And then spiders come out. No. He leads you over to this very tall box with a cloth over it. Now, listen. I don't know if you believe in fortune telling. I, 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 I make fake flowers appear behind children. Of course, I believe in fortune telling. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Check this shit out. He grabs, he grabs the cloth, pulls it down, and there in front of you is a giant glass case with it. a slot in front of it. God damn it. And inside 
is an animatronic yes. figure of a Gensai, yes. which is a part genie person. Mm -hmm. And it says in the top, Viol the Spirit Caster. <laughs> Check it out. This thing is horrifying. No, no, but yeah, but no. <laughs> this thing is powered by the actual heart of a genie, I'm told. Okay. Ooh. Was that on the instruction pamphlet when you bought this off of Fantasy eBay? Uh, <laughs> kind of. Okay. But here's the thing. I, I've been working on this thing. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this thing can either tell real fortunes mm. or... It can tell fake fortunes. <laughs> Which to the layman are the exact same thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's genius. Genius. So you... Uh, Is that what you did? Uh, so you, uh, that, yeah, I okay. didn't say it that way. That was pretty solid. So you kind of... Like, Clo kind of walks you through how this device works. Watch this. Watch this. He puts the coin in and he goes, uh, Viol, am I going to be rich and famous someday? No, it's a bad question to ask. And uh, Viol, uh, its eyes light up. And there's a little bit of crackly, like, electricity in the glass case. And it actually Ooh. would be a little scary if you didn't know that, like, it can't pass through glass. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's a viol um, in a very horrible fake voice says, The path to the future is lined with many roads. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> then a card pops out. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Chloe picks it up. And he looks at it and he's like, check it out. It gave me my lucky numbers. <laughs> what are they? Well, they're all zeros. This is the first card. <laughs> you think I should have randomized those? Uh, maybe just a little bit. But wow. honestly, it might hurt if the lottery hits and it's all zeros. There's going to be a lot of winners that day. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to get to the lottery office right now. <laughs> Here, watch the shop for a second, oh, and shit. then Clo runs. <laughs> oh, God. So you're just here with Viol. I wish I wasn't. The spirit caster. <laughs> Looking at it, you can tell, like, this this box is very old. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, it is. Um, and <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that's that's unique about it, like the, the wooden part of the case, like the bottom part where I guess the mechanism The base be, or whatever. Yeah. It looks like someone carved notches in it. Lots of them. Okay. You 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 can't even count them. There's like thousands. Just like just like a notch, like yeah yeah, almost like a tally mark, okay. like into the grain of the wood. I like the corners of the all over the place. Tiny mouse, gotcha. Yeah, the only part that it actually you can tell that you thought it was a pattern on the wood for a second. Mm -hmm. The only part that lets you know, like it might have said Viol the Spirit Caster at the bottom as well. The only way you know that is because it's like etched in the glass. Gotcha. What do you want to do? I mean. I'm just, I'm not, I'm doing that thing kind of like uh like Tom Hanks and Big where I'm just like I'm not really gonna get big, but I I uh, I I pop out a gold coin and I just kind of like you know pat the box on the side and just like what a uh, what fortune you got for me today, Viol? And I I pop the coin in. I want to see what it says. Uh, when you pop the coin in, it doesn't do anything right away. God damn it! My money, my money. <laughs> it's, it stops for a second. You almost think that it's it's not working right. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like shudders and shakes a bit. You broke it. And then it says... Um, My money was too good. It <laughs> says, many gifts are not gifts. <laughs> and wait. And then smoke comes out of it. Oh, fuck. Like it broke. <laughs> Whoops. 
Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what do you want to do? I mean, it's not like on fire. It's just smoke. Oh, right? a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I look around. Is there some sort of magical extinguisher of some sort? Make a Water? roll. Make a body roll. Let's see if you can put out the fire and behold the spirit caster. Eight, eight plus two is ten. Hey. Okay. Okay. So, um, in a in a panic, <laughs> you're running around closed booth looking for anything that you can use to put out the fire that is quickly starting inside of Viola's spirit. Oh God! Oh God! He's on fire. He's so hot. <laughs> um, you find a bucket of water. Um, Ooh, that old you move over and you splash it onto Viol, the spirit caster. Uh, it's, mm. It starts to shudder and shake even more, and the lightning inside goes banana. Oh, God, it's allergic to water. I knew it, it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a machine. It's allergic to water. <laughs> Much like a computer or a cell phone. That's why they don't turn on anymore. They're very allergic. The only cure is rice. Um, you cover it with water. It it shocks and electrocutes, and then um, the the fire kind of dies down, and the lightning dies down. The light shut off on it. Okay. And then good night, sweet prince. The lights <laughs> in the eyes start going crazy and getting much brighter than they're supposed to be. And one turns orange, and one turns blue, and then the animatronic hand on it um, hits against the glass oh, hard gosh. enough to crack it. Oh, oh fuck. shit! Run! Yeah. <laughs> I, I take a step back. <laughs> yeah. And then it stops and it's just stuck in place now. And a fortune card pops out. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't, tried to kill me. Uh, I know. It's going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, t I gingerly and cautiously <laughs> take the card while keeping eye contact <laughs> with the animatronic monstrosity. Okay. <laughs> Lellard's games and vittles taught you well. Oh, yeah. um, you pick up the card. Your lottery numbers are zero, zero, zero. <laughs> On the card is a symbol that looks like a sphere with a cube in it. Ah, oh, sphere cube. I knew it. Mm, my favorite. And thing. you you try to like follow the lines in this symbol for a second. Mm -hmm. And the moment you fully grasp, like, okay, it's a cube in a sphere, um, you just black out. <laughs> <laughs> this, these cards and are laced with something. Math. And then you wake up to the sound of Chloe going, Hemlock, Hemlock, get up. Oh, Hemlock. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mom, I'm here. I'm, uh, is we're at grandma's now? What's going on? Oh. What? No, I'm box, not your grandma. Old box, old box. Wait. Am I? Ask the machine. <laughs> Wait, no, Chloe, don't ask the machine anything. Yeah, I don't think I can. It's broken. I mean, the machine's fine? Oh, it's broken. Yeah. Oh. You, uh, anyway, you okay? <laughs> you, you you were on the ground. Uh, how long was I out? Well, I don't know. I went to the lottery office. I got a big gulp. And <laughs> <laughs> you just left all your stuff here, Chloe. How long were you planning on being gone? I don't plan. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, I uh, can I, can I just, uh, uh, well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, lawsuits being what they are. And seeing as I don't have any assets or anything, mm. picks you up and he goes, uh, what happened to your hair? What do you mean? What happened to my hair? <laughs> oh, my it's hand. there. I touched my hand to my hair. Does it feel different? Uh, it doesn't feel different. Uh, Chloe, but, do, you uh, a, do you have a mirror around? As a matter of fact, I do. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he pulls up a mirror. He just has a mirror in mind. <laughs> well, Chloe's nice hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's well groomed. So he pulls out a mirror, and you see that your hair, originally it was like, like you said it was like a pale colored, like platinum. Now it's just, it's like 
orange and blue <laughs> swirling pattern. Oh my god, I'm an Xbox mascot now. <laughs> That's right. Holy fuck. That's right. I fucked Crash Bandicoot in some Gatorade. God, you did. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, what the shit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you dyed your hair with, but uh, pretty pretty dope. Um, well, anyway, uh, cool. So, uh, listen, I gotta pack up, but uh, it was good seeing you. And then Chloe turns and starts going to like his little booth to yeah. things up. Um, what's one of the spells you know? Uh, the cantrips. Yeah. Uh, I can only so I get Mage Hand automatically, uh-huh. and I get two. Oh cantrips. shit! You have Mage Hand. I have Mage Hand too. We all have Mage. It's all. We all high five. So many Mage high fives. So one of the <laughs> you're good. So I have one called Friendship. <laughs> oh my god! Or Friends. It's called Friends. Yep, that's a good one. Okay, you walk up to. Uh, <laughs> you're walking out. And you bump into that hedge wizard again. And he was oh, like, watch it, nerd. And here's what happens. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, is my you, hair? I go Super Saiyan? No. <laughs> here's what happens. You get the thought in your head, I need to take one step to the left. I need to put my left hand in my pocket. <laughs> and I have a small silver piece that doesn't really worth anything. I'm going to take that piece out and I'm going to throw it as hard as I can through the window of the exhibition hall. Cool. Okay, I do that. Okay. (laughs) As you do that, you feel, weirdly, an infusion of charismatic energy. (laughs) Makes total sense. You know, when you're throwing coins, you just feel like you could take on the world. (laughs) And then then the guy's like, you throw coins? I underestimated you. I throw coins. What what else do you do? Uh, I throw all kinds of shit, my dude. What? <laughs> yeah, you like throwing stuff? I love throwing stuff. <laughs> want to go down to the pond later and throw some stuff? I want to go down to the pond and throw stuff. Oh my god! Right now. Oh man, there's I nothing see. I like more than throwing stuff. Throwing shade, throwing rocks. Oh yeah, like I love skip. throwing. <laughs> oh. So happy to. I stick my hand out. I'm just like Hemlock Jones, sir. Nice to meet you, Hedgy McWizard. I didn't give him a name. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a little on the nose there. <laughs> um, you and Hedgy have a nice day. So as an arcane trickster, you get magic. Yeah. And technically speaking, intelligence is your is your magic skill. It's what you use to cast your spells. The way that Hemlock's magic works is when you cast a spell, you kind of just do something. You just kind of do a random number of physical effects, <laughs> and it causes a spell to happen. Okay, so it's kind of like a, a like button, a, it's almost like a sense like a, memory, like a button combo from my body. Pretty much, like how to do the Hadouken, but I'm gonna get a guy to like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of them are consistent. Like that's why you can cast the mage hand. You can, you know, that like I knock against my wrist four times. Oh, I snap weird. my fingers, and a hand appears. You don't know why that works. I smack my butt 14 times and then a man likes me. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't know why that happens. If someone were to watch you, they would think you're just going hog wild. They're thinking I'm like, I'm, uh, they're thinking I'm like ham boning it or yeah, something. You're just yeah. ham- you're like, why is he ham boning? Oh God, a fireball. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <"Ba-da-ba-da-ba-> dead. <laughs> no, um, all of I'm my spells. I'm so excited going forward. To- <laughs> Just so you know, all of the spells that Hemlock is getting, as far as I can, 
um, are non-offensive. So when you like fall over and you fart a little. I know. PC. Player character culture, huh? Oh, shit. Anyway. My dude's not a super violent guy, even though I shoot arrows at people. And also, I can't say it. Pointy sword. So that, so so yeah, so now uh, Hemlock is an arcane trickster. Now it's time to give you guys some nice magic items. That's fun. I'm awake. Hey everybody, it's Jojo, the Dungeon Master, for the rolls we made because the real podcast, and I, I know this might be a surprise, but the real podcast, that's the rolls we made along the way. Thank you so much for joining us for episode eight of the rolls we made. Uh, the patch day episode, which is a really fun concept for me. There's a lot of stuff that we cut from this one, specifically how a lot of the rules have changed. So for those of you who are uh, listening from the first arc to the next one, uh, in the next arc, there's going to be a little bit less going to school. And also, there's no way they're going to be able to rack up more, more assets and stuff than I can reasonably allow and to make things better their assets are going to have a purpose in the future specifically they're going to be able to get some magic items which is something that's about to happen i ripped off a fantasy gotcha pond and i don't feel bad about it thank you adventure zone (laughs) if you like the show the best way to show support is to give us a positive review on itunes or whatever podcasting app you're listening to us on stitcher overcasts uh, Podbean, Google Play. We are on all major podcasting platforms and we are super happy to be able to entertain you in any way we can. And all we ask in return, hey, uh, just just tell people. Tell people about us, either through reviews, tell your friends. You can uh, go to Twitter and use hashtag RollsWereMade and we'll be able to see it. Not much has come of it yet, but hey, that's that's how it goes. And uh, we appreciate any, any contact we get. Um, I am just the dungeon master. I, I, I am the response to all of their calls. Um, but I am incredibly proud of this very first arc. I think that creatively it's one of the coolest things I've ever done. And the next one is going to be even better. I guarantee it. Hopefully. it's all, like The second arc is already winding down in terms of raw recording. And... Um, I really, really like it. I think it's it's even better than the previous one, which is exactly what it should be. Uh, I think that's all I have, though. The next episode is going to be coming out in a week's time, which is going to be May 22nd. It sounded like I didn't have to look it up. I did. I did. I totally had to look it up. Um, but I think that will do it. So thank you so much for listening to the rolls we made. And let's get back to the gang getting some items. It's another day in, in Springwell Academy, but at the end of this day, um, you're informed by Professor Cowan that she's at the front. She goes, class, I have news for you. Out front right now. We're having a book fair. Oh, Yay! Yes. I'm going to get some Calvin and Hobbes books and also... Scholastic doesn't have those. Yeah, now, do. I encourage all of you to get a book because reading is both <laughs> fun <laughs> and fundamental. Oh, I thought you were going to say mental. Yeah, fun and mental. <laughs> please, please, please buy a book. Otherwise, we've been told that... 
the proprietor will not leave. <laughs> Is it Chloe again? Please say it's Chloe. <laughs> you guys got to the front, and sitting at the front of your school in a throne of books <laughs> is a dragonborn man about seven feet tall who when he sees you bounds up and has a battle axe that looks like the blades are made out of books <laughs> seen a theme here <laughs> Greetings, children! Oh, God. I am Ozzel Notchbrow, the Librarian! <laughs> and this is my book fair. I roll my eyes so hard I take damage. <laughs> <laughs> Look upon my works, ye mighty, my works of fiction. <laughs> so... He points to tables lined with books with various prices attached. <laughs> and when he sees the three of you, he goes, you three, I can tell that the three of you care greatly about the magic of imagination. Uh, kind of the whole thing, I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get might to I introduce you to my special stock of books and their books on the chair. <laughs> It's yeah. just the chair of books. He says, these tomes have mystic properties. This one's warm from where your butt was. This one smells like a fart. <laughs> That's only part of the magic that <laughs> reading enables. <laughs> so here's how this works. Kids are milling about looking at the book fair, having a fun time. But you guys, for whatever reason, Ozzel sees a three of you and he's like, hey, pick a book out of the throne if you want. Hell yeah. When you pick a book out of the throne, you get... A magical item as well. Ooh. Now, here's, a, here's some of the rules for this. Your assets are capped at, at five. To get a book from Ozzel's throne costs three. Mm. The way it works is when you ask for an item, I will roll a d20 and I will give you a magic item. All the magic items are tuned for your class. Cool. If, if Ren was to roll, I would roll the d20 and you would get a bard item. If Salt was to roll, even if you rolled the exact same number, you would get a Warlock item. They're not uniclass. No. All of them are, are completely unique. So you, there's a, I have a list for each of you um, with 20 items on it. Nice. What? Now, the way this works is because they're, they're all pretty powerful. Um, you basically have five slots for items from Ozzel. A weapon, a piece of armor, two accessories, and a consumable that can recharge. Mm. Ooh, like a flask. Kind of, but it'll do like a weird effect. <laughs> okay. Like a bag of gushers that always refills. So yeah. if you spend three assets, you get a random. If you spend four assets, you can say, I want an item in this slot. Mm. So like, Ooh. I want an accessory. I want a weapon. I want a piece of armor. Um, the one caveat is, if you once you get an item for that slot, you can't get that slot again unless you trade in the item you currently have. Oh, so you can't gain a bunch yeah. of the right. same slot right. items. As yeah, well. because Oslo items are a little stronger. than They're, they're all unique, and they're all kind of like, oh, if you have this, it's not just like a magic item. Like This thing can do some shit that can change how you approach oh, problems. Oh, it's stronger than some like rando loot. We would yeah, get. like there's stuff in here like, oh, this is a plus one 
axe or whatever, yeah. but it does something in addition that is like, wow, that's a pretty buck wild thing. And if I gave you a bunch of stuff like this, the game wouldn't even be fun anymore. Yeah. Nice. I want to get a mongoose enchant. So yes. who wants, who wants to, to do, yeah. who wants to try their hand at Ozil Notch Brow's Book Emporium. I want to do it. Okay. Any dog tracing books? (laughs) Well, let us see what we have, my dear. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is that bad? No, no, no. They're all good. They're all good. Well, you scare me when you make those noises. (laughs) They're all good except for one, which is what you just got. (laughs) Okay. So um, he searches through several books and he pulls out a book on tracing and drawing and instruction. And he says, this one's pretty cool. You know, it comes with its own pen and he hands it to you. Thanks. You flip this open. (laughs) So the pen, you get to the back where it describes what the book comes with and it's describing the pen and what you're holding your hand is, the pen of approximate answers. <laughs> this is okay. a this is a quill pen, a quill pen that allows the user to almost answer a question in written form. However, good for school. After you write out the answer, the explanation, or the just because you'll know it's not correct. It's close, but it's not right. After you write it out, whoever reads it has to make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or they will believe what it says. (laughs) Regardless of what it is. I'm like, hemlock smell. Right? Oh, no. And then hemlock looks at it and he's like, oh, my God, I do. God damn those rolls. I had that thought earlier in real life. Um, Oh, no. If they succeed in the roll... They will believe it, but they'll know something's wrong with it. The magic of the pen recharges every sunrise. Oh, so every day. Okay, cool. Yes. So once a day, you can use this pen to write out something. That's not true. That's not true. But if someone looks at it, they will most likely fucking believe it. Oh, so if I'm like trying to trick somebody. Uh Uh-huh. This thing is a pretty easy way to do it. The moon landing was faked. Yeah. It was? (laughs) Accurate. I need to erase this. So that's that's one of your accessories. So now you have the pen of approximate answers. It's the pen of bullshit. It's the pen of of perfect bullshit. Yes. I'll take it. Um, Some conniving shit. Yeah. You're looking through books and you see one on... uh, the Magnificent Wardrobes of Famous Murderers. <laughs> That's a I real book Daniel would love in real life. I love it. And uh, Ozzel sees that and he's like, that's a good one. I know some of the people in there. <laughs> that's awesome. You pull out the book <laughs> and flip through it. And a lot of it is just like glam photos of murderers in various poses after they've killed. Wow. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. But at the like very posing on the corpse. At the very yeah. end of this book, on like the 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 note that the, not the note the thing that you put in the book to know like how far into it you are mm, bookmark bookmark <laughs> i don't know why i forgot that there's a little there's a little cube with a button on it um and at the back of this book is a note describing what that is and it only says pocket wardrobe when you pick up the pocket wardrobe and press the button it pops off the bookmark 
And it starts unfolding and unfolding and unfolding until standing in front of you is an oak door. Mm -hmm. And behind the door is nothing. (laughs) Um, So you open the door and it leads into a long closet where there are thousands upon thousands of different outfits. Fuck yeah. That's tight. Almost any outfit. You want to switch for a pen? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing that you said that. So you now have this, basically this pocket space that's full of pretty much any outfit that you can sort of think of. Dude, I am sharing Clueless right now, y'all. Now, <laughs> the way, now, as you read through, what you understand about the pocket wardrobe is you can... Open it, and it will stay open for a half an hour, which is enough time enough time to pick out a glam outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At which point, the pocket wardrobe will fold back up and close, regardless of what's inside of it. Oh, oh god, oh, that could hurt. Anyone who's inside will not be crushed to death or anything like that. They'll just be sitting in the dark in this wardrobe, as if you hid in your mom's closet. I have plans or dad's closet. <laughs> They will suffer as if they're hungry and th- like just time will pass. Like I'm bored, I have to go to the bathroom, and there's around here but socks. I don't know what to do. Oh no! Um, oh god, not the socks. Then they're gonna pee on my clothes. They sure are. That's the nice thing they do. Um, <laughs> so once a day, you can pop open this pocket wardrobe and put something in it, take something out of it, get dressed up, get other people dressed up. It's like your bag of holding, but it's holding clothes. Yeah. <sighs> So you now have a pocket wardrobe. Sweet. That's pretty Can I have that in real life? If only. (laughs) Hemlock. Yeah. Bring us home. Yeah. Hope it's something cool, too. All right. Oh, this is going to seem embarrassing. Good. Okay. (laughs) What? Okay. I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't don't even care. You see a book. Fine. You see a book. How to make your wiener bigger. I'm like, oh, no. You you find a book on personal safety. It is a book about a young boy who, um, whenever he would get into trouble, he would run away. He would just run and run and run and run. And the book is titled Billy the Coward. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. What's the moral of this book? Goddamn. Well, the moral of this book is the best part about being a coward is that you live to see tomorrow. Wow. (laughs) Holy shit, Billy. Now, (laughs) what's interesting is at the back of this book, it says, if you purchase this book, please tell the bookseller for your special prize. Okay. Um, Ozl sees that and he goes, aha. So you're the coward, aren't you? I mean, it's just a book. She's you gotta be like Billy. Oh God, Billy's a coward. Look at him. Look how happy he is. Every time he's running away from a problem, he's like, ha! <laughs> now, there is a special prize, but only if you, little boy, promise that you'll run from danger. I am crossing my fingers behind my back and saying, I promise I will run away from danger. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> all I've done is run into danger so far. Ozzel <laughs> pops open a small chest, reaches in and pulls out a breastplate of studded leather with huh. a light blue swirling pattern all over it. And it actually looks a lot like what Billy is wearing in the book. And your hair. He's real. Yeah. Billy's real. This is a very mystic tool for you. It is called the Shroud 
of the couch. (laughs) And he hands it to you. And then he flips to the other page on the back of the book, and it reads the description. So what you have is a suit of plus one studded leather armor. Cool. Uh, Let's put this underneath my... uh, It gives you armor class 13 mm -hmm. plus dexterity. Okay. And (laughs) once per day while you're being pursued, chased, or otherwise running away, if you bump into somebody on purpose... You will trade appearances with that person. Oh, that's fucking that's badass. That's got some. And it will last for five minutes. Right. This is Um, basically like in Mission Impossible when Tom Cruise puts on the face mask. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Nice. Um, You want a pen? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You want to be a coward? Don't worry. Now that's Hemlock's armor. He can't get any more. Oh, good. Unless I swap it out with. Unless you swap it out for whatever reason. And so that's that's more or less what we have. Ozzel not like he finishes selling the books and he's like, "Thank you, children. Yeah, I live another month." <laughs> so right. And he, I like it. <laughs> he packs up his books into his giant crazy Does like he like Merlin it a little bit. Okay, cool. It's just this this really giant like he packs all his books into this giant like wagon. Yeah, and rides off. <laughs> and then. Uh, you guys are just standing there with your newfound loot. Um, probably feeling pretty good about yourselves. Yeah. I'm not yeah. feeling okay about myself. Mine was a little... Your hair looks different. What did, your you, hair- <laughs> did you run into a clown? Like, I <laughs> know did. we with your had new power. this, like, cool battle, but I think you need to... Is my hair... Does it look cool or does it... Oh, no, it looks pretty sweet. Okay, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. guys. I yeah. mean, listen to the DM. <laughs> I, I picture I'm not your friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I picture my hair looks like the bad troll thing from like <laughs> the the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer yeah. claymation. The claymation. Yeah. This, yep. one of the Frost the Mr. Brothers. Heat or whatever. Yeah, Mr. Heat. Something like that. Um, the only thing left is how how do you guys feel about an epilogue? To to get to get started with our next little adventure. Oh okay. yeah, put you guys in a way you're I'm here to for it. Okay, I'm here for the long haul, except today. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you're long. Day. Retired. Uh, okay, on the other side of Spring Willow, far to the south, closer to the docks, is a three-story, very drab-looking red brick building. This is Spring Willow Tech. It is the other school in Spring Willow. What's its mascot? The Raptor. A lot of the students who attend Spring Willow Academy are from Midern. Spring Willow Tech is for people who want to pursue an education who aren't actually from Midern. It's fully funded by the community, and unfortunately, it shows. Some of the windows are broken, the bricks are falling apart, and the most challenging part to see is on one side of the school, close to the road where different carts pass by every day is the practice field where the Spring Willow Tech Scorch Ball team is practicing. The field they are practicing on is too small to be regulation size for Scorch Ball. That said, the Spring Willow Tech Raptors, they're practicing various plays against each other as best they can with this small field. And at the end of the field is their coach, Theris Tharan. They're a human, about 50 years old, and they're holding in their hands a whistle at the ready. Every play that Theris calls, the team tries to execute. 
And every play that they try to execute, they do so flawlessly in a way that if you were walking past the school to see them would be incredibly inspiring. Uh, because in these very mediocre and very mundane surroundings, it seems as if this team of young people is capable of greatness. Every play that Theris calls, the team executes perfectly. Every audible that Theris calls in the middle of a play, the team is able to quickly shift and pivot and execute perfectly. After a few hours, Theris blows the whistle and all of the team cheers and shakes hands and walks to the very, very drab Spring Willow Tech locker room to change their clothes and go home for the day. Theris looks down at the playbook they've been reading from. It is a very small, leather-bound book, about mm, five inches tall, with a strap over the top of it. They look at it for a few moments before moving over to get to the locker room themselves so they can change out of their coaching uniform. Theris looks away just as a small, spectral eye flitters over the cover of the book. <laughs>